Today's episode, we'll talk about unrealistic expectations when it comes to romance and even how we think of love. We as women sort of set ourselves up for disappointment and we set our spouse up for failure. Do we really know what we want or need? Or are the ideas we have in our head from movies, American culture, and even our own fantasy? I'm excited to get started, so let's get to it. Hey there, are you wanting to grow in your spiritual life, your role as a woman, mother, wife? Maybe things are good, but they could be better, or maybe you're lonely, hurt, and at the end of your rope. Either way, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Sacred Calling. I'm your host, Andrea Nutt, and this is a podcast for Christian women. Walking out this journey can at times be challenging, and it may seem impossible to get unstuck, but I'm here to tell you that it's not. My goal is to offer a relatable space filled with hope and practical ways to build better, more God-centered lives. Your family is worth fighting for. I have been known to be really good at making things special. I'm the type that thoroughly thinks things through. I plan all the details. I listen and take notes on my phone all year. Uh, Kids, Andrew, if you're listening, don't you dare try to peek. In fact, my husband jokes that if I die, all of those special traditions and the thoughtfulness will die with me because no one could live up to my abilities. Little does he know I am actually preparing the kids to take over someday when I um, retire from being master of the holidays. But let's be honest for a moment. My husband wasn't as good as I was, and frankly, it used to bum me out. You know, we as women grow up wanting this sort of hunk on the white horse type of romance. He rides in, he saves the day. Now, I definitely got the hunk, but to be fair, he has taken notes and he's learned a thing or two and has actually outdone me a few times now, but not in grand gestures, but in his ability to hone in on that special gift or special thing that he could do for me that would make me smile. But why did it bum me out all those years earlier? Unrealistic expectations. Frankly, I I blame Hollywood. Don't get me wrong. I am a sucker for romantic movies. Um, Some movies I've watched on repeat, especially during my single years, um, when I was a single lady, all those years, uh, which is a long, long time. But I watch movies like Fever Pitch, you know, um, Return to Me a lot like love, but I set myself up to be let down. And I had unknowingly set my future husband up for failure before we even met. I have since come to learn that romance and showing love doesn't always come in shiny packages uh, with pretty bows and expensive tags. It doesn't even come in the form of a fancy candlelit dinner followed by, you know, long walks on the beach at sunset. And sometimes it isn't even obvious. You might have to open your eyeballs and look for it. My husband does things like brings me more water when he notices mine is empty. If I'm not feeling well, you know, he's, he's keeping the kids quiet. He's hooking up the heating pad, checking on me, getting meds over my back. Um, he also likes to help around the house with any and everything. And he tells me he does these chores 
with the goal of lightening my load. He looks around and he says, what can I do to make her life easier? And he chooses things like emptying the dishwasher or doing the laundry because he knows those are my least favorite. And ladies, they pile up all the, it's like never ending, but he stops what he's doing. When I pass by to give me a hug, he sends me texts, letting me know he's thinking of me. And although I'm the master of holidays, he actually started one of the greatest traditions in our families, uh, in our family. And, um, it is the one thing that we all look forward to, uh, waking up and doing first thing in the morning. And that is writing a personalized poem to the birthday person. And so now, uh, he used to write each of us a poem and then we started writing him a poem and now we all write each other a poem on our birthday. So we get, um, you know, several poems each year and we just cannot wait to do that first thing. And those are something that we're going to save for years to come. And when I thought about all of the things he does, I was like, man, this list could go on and on. And I actually had a lot of fun with it. And there were a lot more things that I came up with, but what was the key ingredient? I had to notice, I had to pay attention. And if I'm honest with myself, I like this kind of romance better. There's really nothing I want more than the day-to-day little things. Well, maybe a new ring, hint, hint, honey, if you're listening. (laughs) But we have tried, you know, big romantic gestures. One time we put an air mattress in the back of the truck and we packed a picnic and we went out when it was dark and we drove around to find the perfect spot to cuddle under the stars. And it wasn't that great. You know, we live in the mountains and he took all these dirt roads in very remote parts of the forest and there's no lights. There's no one around. I started to freak myself out. I worried about the kids the whole time. We ended up parking at the lake and, you know, it just felt forced. It felt weird and awkward. And sometimes that's how it feels. It feels stressful. You know, often we're pressed for time. We can't find the babysitter. We don't have the funds. It just isn't us. Like at least at not, you know, at least not at this stage in our life. You know, when you have younger children, you're busy with work, you've got this lack of energy because you're going, going, going all the time with all the kids activities and school and this and that. And it's just not those big gestures, those big, you know, things aren't us, but maybe getaways and date nights are your thing and you make it work and that's great. But what I'm challenging you to do is rather than put more emphasis, you know, on those bigger things, those bigger moments, we should look at the day to day stuff. You know, he still does things that touch my sappy love struck heart. You know, I feel cherished. I feel thought of, and I feel loved and adored. And really that's what we want. We want the little romantic gestures, those things that, that happen all the time rather than just once in a while. And I bet if you sat down and wrote a list or made it a point to look for ways that your hubby romanticizes you, you'll be pleasantly surprised. And If you sit down and you're like, you know what? I don't have this kind of relationship, but you really want to then, then begin. You know, I would say for me, I would start by having a conversation with my husband. I would ask him, you know, what are some things that I do that make you feel loved? What are some things that you, 
you know, would like me to do more that I used to do more, right? Like we did so much more when we were dating or we were first together before the kids and all the stuff. And so I would start by showing him love on the day to day, right? Because when, when someone feels loved and they see you putting forth this effort, it's really motivating. And so for my husband, it's little things like visiting him in the garage while he's woodworking and, you know, hearing all about his projects or sitting on the shore of the lake while he fishes, um, or noticing when he's getting low on deodorant and I pick up a stick, you know, we can have romance. We can show love. We can appreciate our spouses, you know, their thoughtfulness and their giving heart. And it won't look like Hollywood. It won't be the same, you know, Hollywood scenes that you, we see in the movies, but it will be in a million other tiny ways. And it will be a million times better. That's all I've got today. I'd love to hear how you keep the spark alive in your marriage, how you combat the need for picture perfect romance and cultivate a deep appreciation for reality instead. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something helpful or encouraging from today's podcast. If so, would you please leave a review or share it with a friend or two? This calling placed on us women is sacred but it can be both messy and beautiful. We have got to keep contending and we aren't meant to do it alone. I'll see you back here next time.